um, I had the opportunity before coming on uh, the show, just kind of listening to a few um, stories of mm-hmm. a lot of big companies, mm-hmm. you know, and how they got started. And uh, I'm going to share with you a few of them. But uh, I, I wanted to go. You say like what you said about a story fair has a middle, but mm-hmm. uh, 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 excuse me, a beginning, a middle, and an end. Exactly. Uh, Don't you elaborate? Elaborate what you what so, you mean by that? So just kind of think about it. Like if I think about like my whole life into like a storybook, like of course you were birth. And, and, you, and it's funny, like, we're born as the main character in our story. Well, that's true. And so we're the main character. We're the person that goes through the ups and the downs, the struggles. We're the person that, that have that triumph to go through and actually excel and go through and achieve certain things. But like that in business as well, a lot of times people, again, they connect with a story. Mm-hmm. Most people, they don't, they, like, everyone not everyone, most people that have a business, they don't realize the story behind their business. But being able to settle down, slow it down, and craft the story to go through and figure out why you started your business. Realize the ups and the downs, realize you had to go through multiple jobs, or realize there was an inequity or a need out there that you wanted to go through and actually uh, tackle. Realize that it was a battle that needed to be fought that you wanted to go through and make sure you won as well. I think that's one thing that, act, that's the selling point of a story. And just like you said, we, we go through and hear these stories about just these different well-known individuals individuals, MLK or, or Truett Cathy or your Gary V's or whatever. And we're like, man, that's so inspiring. But we're in our own story right now as well. And I know you're going to be sharing a few stories. and I got a couple of stories I want to go through and share as well. But realize and make sure our audience know that, hey, if you're just starting a business, that does not mean your story just begun. That means this is the twist. This is the plot change in your in your story, in, in your right. story. That's right. And this is what people buy into. People want to hear your story. Why did you get started? Exactly. What was that pivotal point? It, because, again, we're still writing the story and, and it's, it's the book is not finished yet. And this is a conversation. What would you recommend, especially for graduates that are coming up? What everyone's thinking about a graduate graduation gift, graduation gift, graduation gift. A lot of times when people go off to college, we want to go through and set them up for success for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend insurance or having a conversation to be something that um Yeah, so I most oftentimes when it comes to those who are 18 or just coming out of um, high school or, you know, going into college, mm-hmm. I oftentimes like to sit with them and their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes, you know, if you talk to someone that's, you know, of younger age, they may not really truly understand what's actually taking place. And right. so sometimes it helps to have that parental person yeah. there or someone yes. that's there to be able to kind of help them understand. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, you know, there's no right or wrong answer Correct. when it comes down to how you can actually contribute to making sure that you're OK. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be term that could be whole life exactly. it can be a combination of both correct um it could actually be you know um if that you know they can contribute to like several other products mm-hmm. in in that regards mm-hmm. but i mean it's it it's, it just depends on the person yes yeah, it yeah, depends yeah. on the person because there's no i guess cookie cutter way in regards to when it comes to you know what you should offer someone mm-hmm. in regards right. to life insurance because mm-hmm. everybody's situation is mm-hmm. different um, William Ernest Henley says, I'm I'm the master of my own fate. I'm the captain of my own ship. I think it's so important. That's the mindset I have. Even when I have, even when I encounter crappy moments or crappy days, it's like, do I still stay in the moment forever? Right. Or do I kind of guide myself out to go through and say, um, I'm, I'm out of this thing. I'm, 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 let me go ahead and get out this moment because it, just like I said, everyone goes through and deal with crappy moments. Everyone goes through and have crappy days, but how I do it, I consciously make an effort to go through and say, this is only going to be a moment. This is not going to be something I'm going to 
going to dwell on for time after time after time because I, I see the times when I dwell on things, what it does is keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh, yeah. You, you Then you get depressed and you get uh, anxiety. Yeah. You just you stress. And mm-hmm. so I, I call what you said. You really call it. You, you really say really it's a moment. Mm-hmm. So instead of like a day, like every it, it, a day has time. Correct. And so it's like it's not necessarily saying you have a crappy day, but you have a crappy moment. Uh-huh. Or, you know, in this moment right here, this moment may be five minutes out of my day mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm, I don't feel good. And so I think sometimes whenever I have crappy, uh, a crappy moments or uh-huh. so, um, I don't try to let it ruin my day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is kind of difficult, especially when you start telling yourself stories about, well, you really start playing yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you had a crappy a, um, a moment, you start to say, well, this person will respond this way and mm-hmm. this is your response and this is their response and that's their response. And then you go into the whole day and, and now it's, Three hours, four hours out of your day, and uh-huh. that's how it becomes a day instead mm-hmm. of a moment. The second part is creating an environment that celebrates both successes and failures. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's, that's the next um, next way to empower individuals. That kind of really buzz up with teaching that it, it's okay to make mistakes because now we're able to create an environment that really celebrate the successes and also for and also the failures. And you know what? I'm so glad you figured this out. I'm gl- I'm so glad you you didn't. Figured out in the first try because now you learn the entire process. So now we have some way to grow as well. Right. You know, um, one thing I have done recently, and I, as, as I told you, is I did a private consultation with all of my team members. Mm-hmm. And so that private consultation allows me to see what their goals are mm-hmm. for the future. And so I have a, I have six um, gap care coordinators mm-hmm. on my team, as well as one registered nurse mm-hmm. that oversees my clinical part of it. Um, and so having that private consultation with them, just kind of figuring out what are your goals aligning? And so it allows me to figure out what are their financial goals. Mm-hmm. It allows me to uh, allows me to be transparent and them to be transparent mm-hmm. with me to say, you know what? Well, this is where I'm, I'm weak in. This mm-hmm. is where I'm strong in. This is where I need more help in. Mm-hmm. And then allows me to be more accountable to them mm-hmm. on those things. And so whenever we have those weekly um morning our daily morning huddles mm-hmm. you know they talk about their success and their failures mm-hmm. and so their failures are not necessarily beaten down it's more so okay well what did you learn from that yeah so now you can help reach your goal and remember your big picture your big mm-hmm. picture is to do this by the mm-hmm. end of the year or your big picture is to go back to school this mm-hmm. time or your big picture is to buy that car that you said you wanted to get and so all of those successes and failures just um it all of those, that private consultation allows for me to get in the hearts and know the, know the person. And so when something doesn't meet their expectation or when they fail or make mm-hmm. a mistake, mm-hmm. it's just an easy get up, mm-hmm. remember what you said you want to do mm-hmm. and go after it. Wow. How has the learning cur- curve been different trying to persuade them to do more digital marketing versus um, do more traditional marketing that, that they're accustomed to? I think the they want and know that they need it. It's just a matter of the act of doing it. So specifically, you know, in, in thinking about that question is really what comes up for me is the video aspect of it, right? Because it's really hard for people that maybe are non-marketers or are not used to bringing attention to themselves or doing something that's out of their comfort zone, you know, they're behind the scenes. They, they, they started the business because they didn't necessarily want to be in front of the camera, in front of the scenes, but we're growing businesses, right? Being seen is the most important thing and getting people to know us. That's what Mm. marketing is, right? How many people know who we are and know what we do. And so the biggest curvature is really taking them from being a little bit nervous and being willing to get in front of the camera and take those steps. And 
you know, like I have some students that are in my program that sign up, they commit to wanting to do video, but it takes like months for them to even create their first video, mm. but they're committed. Right. And that's the thing. A lot of these people, like if you commit to something, you, you put your money down, you're going to be more likely to follow through and do it. And a lot of times we think of it as, you know, these big massive actions, but the thing is it's these really small, intricate steps. And when it comes to video and, and really everything in life, hmm. right. And I love this quote. I share it all the time is that if you want to be great, you need to first be good. If you want to be good, you need to first be bad. Hmm. And so many of us are so worried about being seen, being bad. And that's, what's holding you back from ever being great hmm. because wow. you have, you've never done anything ever in your entire life. Amazing. The first time you did it. Wow. You didn't hop on your two wheel bike and just start pop a wheelie and going off ramps. <laughs> you know, you were on, you had training wheels and then you took the training wheels off and, and you can bet you fell and it probably hurt, right? right. You know, you got some scrapes that's going to happen, but that's how you learn. That's how you grow. And wow. so it's this idea of no matter what element does not just video, it's any skill set, And, <laughs> and that's what this is. You know, people sometimes look at me and they go, Oh, you know, video is easy for you. It wasn't. Exactly. It wasn't easy for me. I had to get started. I had to be bad first. And I put stuff out there. I, I put my 24 year old self on camera in front of a bigger audience with, you know, no experience here. I'm thinking, I'm like, why should they even listen to me? Right. I'm just a kid, you know, all of these things, all of these fears, but I just said, I'm doing it anyway. Mm, I don't exactly. care. And that's the thing is that when we just feel the fear, and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Every single person that has ever done anything great at one point was having the fear and having imposter syndrome. We mm -hmm. all have it. It's yep. a rite of passage. Get used to it. Get over it. Time to take action. Take messy action. Get out of your comfort zone. Make it happen. Wow. I like it. Wow. Let's go. Are you unable to work a public job because you're taking care of a loved one in your home? There's a possibility that I can help. Since 2019, Prime Care Home Care has been part of the Structured Family Caregiving Program, and that is where you get paid a weekly stipend to take care of your loved one at home. There are some qualifications, and I will be glad to go over those with you. But first, you got to call. My number is 478-279-9838. Once again, that number is 478-279-9838. My name is Tara Griner, and I would love to help you. I learned now not to go through and take uh, relationships for granted. I learned that uh, relationships, it takes work. Mm -hmm. You have to actually put in work. Uh, it, it's not just because we're in proximity of each other. No, it actually takes work. It takes communication. Relationships does not necessarily mean that we're going to see eye to eye on everything. And I think that was a um, thing that I thought early on in life. Like everyone's just going to see eye to eye, eye, eye to eye on every little situation. But it's not that. Please say that again, Ferris, because I think that's something that a lot of people um, it, they get in relationships or they're pretty much in relationships with their business. Mm -hmm. Like right now, like even with me and you, we're partners mm -hmm. with our healthcare business and several other businesses. Mm -hmm. And we don't see eye to eye all Correct. the time. Correct. But we get to a point where we have a disagreement. And I realize, I think Big Bird said this on Instagram. I think I, I took a picture of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Big Bird says that, here it is right here. Disagreements are fine, but disrespect isn't. Wow. Wow. So that's what, that's what is right here. You see it? I see yeah. it. And so, um, so disagreements are fine, but disrespect isn't. And so I think that in relationships, um, especially in relationships, 
what you learn and what I learn now is okay, you're gonna have disagreements, mm-hmm. but when it crosses to disrespect, that's when it's a whole different ball mm-hmm. game. Just like you said earlier, if I'm if I'm playing for a basketball uh, basketball team, of course the end goal is to go to and compete. That that's a competitive environment. Comp- competition is saying, okay, I want to I want to win the NBA. Uh, championship. I want to go through and win the gold medal. So I understand that. But in the collaborative environment, internally, that basketball team has to have some type of synergy of collaboration. Right. Where the janitor, whether whether it be the general manager, whether it be the people that's playing, the, the NBA players or the coaches, they have to be able to collaborate for that common goal to go through and make sure that their common goal is to go through and actually make sure the, the team ultimately wins. Right. And so just like you said, when it comes to the, the 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 individuals that are in the healthcare field, collaboration is so key. One thing, Caleb, I, I look at when it comes to actually collaborating, what collaborating does, it actually collaborate, you have to collaborate with the right people. Okay, you say that again. You you have to collaborate with the right people because collaboration, it creates a relationship. Right. And I can't collaborate with somebody who has a competitive nature who's saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm coming in with the heart of collaboration. You're coming in the heart of com- competition. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna, it's not going to work. But if we can both focus on the main thing and the main thing continues to be the main thing, that starts a relationship. Because that, what it does is it creates an opportunity for us to go through and mastermind together. Right. Because we're, the goal is to service the, the, the person. And I think that's one thing as collaborators, you have to be very careful on actually choosing which relationships you, you want to go through, which relationships you want to like you would like to collaborate with as well that right there and what it, what it does is it also allows for an opportunity to go through and share ideas because uh, i've read a book called never eat alone and so this book also it teaches about the philosophy it kind of brings collaboration as well but when you're never eating alone you're able to network with individuals you're able to kind of grow relationship with individuals and when you grow in relationship with individuals you share ideas you share things that's working and things that's not working and that's the collaborative relationship is how can we go through and synergize create synergy to make sure that you don't fail and i don't fail as well mm. that's what collaboration does as well as a as a as a child i want mm. you to be supportive to your parent because they are aging sit yep. down even if it's on a monthly basis, you know, we schedule a time to say, you know, let's review finances. Yeah. That's something that I think we need to incorporate with, with our mother. Yes. And even if our, and our father is like, you know what, on once a month, you know, we'd want to see where we are financially. Mm-hmm. How are your savings? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my mom like to travel. Mom yeah. like to shop. Mom like to do a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, we want to make sure that financially, you know, how are we looking? And then do we have those necessary built in policies that are going to protect us in the future? Like mm-hmm. cancer policies. Do we have a short term disability policies? Mm-hmm. Do we have all these things that we can get to protect us in the future. So I think that's important. I think it's very important because again, the big thing is as a, as a loving child in which a lot of you are, you're we're, again, we're in the sandwich generation where we're raising our children, but also have aging parents as well. Right. We want to go through and actually help our loved ones. We want to raise successful children, but we also want to help our, our family members and our loved ones, our parents as well. But we have to do it responsibly. We can't do everything. So it's, it's, it's having those crucial conversations. It's having a hey, sitting down with, the, with your parents and saying, hey, Hey, mom, dad. Hey, one thing what I, my desire is to go through and make sure that you live your best life. Mm. And let's go through and let's kind of detail what your best life looks like. Right. What are some things that you desire as you age in place? Right. Do you desire to stay in your own home? Do you do, do you have a do you desire to buy another car within the next five years? Right. What what are the things? Hey, hey, do you do you have a paid off house? You want to know as much. So the worst thing to do is to get blindsided you think everything's going well and then next thing you know mama's house is in repossession or 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 what's it called bankruptcy or whatever foreclosure foreclosure like these are the things you don't want to do so i think it's very important to have those conversations early on 